when you're too cheap to go to the library. The look inside this book club. I'm Becky Selengut. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Oh, hey, I, I'm going to look something. I want, need to look something up. Oh, by the way, you haven't, uh, last week we were talking about accessory nipples and you still haven't shown me a picture of one. You want to actually see a picture of one? Oh, I figured that's what you would be Googling. Oh, God. Oh, there they are. It is like a freckle. Yeah. Um, I think I think it, often it's like a thing you would only know that's what it, oh, yeah, but, yeah, I mean, like that, that one, it's recognizable because, like, there's two of them. <laughs> Oh, this one actually has nipples. Uh-huh. The little teeny tiny Polythelia, nipples. is that what it says? Um, did you really see that? Supernumerary. Supernumerary okay. nipple. Okay, I'm going to do something possibly unprecedented on this <laughs> podcast. What do you think it is? <laughs> um, I, I recently read a uh, romance that I really enjoyed and I wanted to recommend. Uh, oh, it's, wow. It's uh, called On the Plus Side. It's part of the Perfect Fit series by Allison Bliss. Um, and you actually I thought, read it? Um, yeah, I read the whole thing. Uh-huh. Um, it it's not suitable for the show because it's too good. Okay. Um, and I thought it was really funny and had a fun premise, which is uh, I think I told you about this. The um, yeah. a, a woman uh, and her friend are like goofing around, and she writes down a list of all of the uh, sexy things that she would never ever do. And the like love interest right. guy finds the list in the trash and thinks it's the list of things she wants to do. Right. And so that now they're gonna like work through the list together, but then there are complications. Because she doesn't want to tell him the truth that this is not what she wants to do. Well, so she but I mean, like, once they, to, like, I, I don't want to spoil the whole book, okay. but yeah. That sounds like a, a, a very um, not so great premise for <laughs> it's a, it's a, stating but it, your boundaries. But it's a book. <laughs> <laughs> it's never just a book, Matthew. Fine. Sorry, I just took the fun right out of that. Yes, but aren't all the books we read like things that if this happened in real life, someone would be in cuffs, not the fun way? <laughs> So, what do you got for us? Okay, still not over you. An enemies to lovers romance by Nicole, Nicole Snow, not Nicole. Maybe they're enemies because one's a cop and one's a criminal. Hmm. Okay, chapter one. At least it's not box wine. Kenna, yeah, you have a wine professional in the family. I do. Never trust a man who drinks Cabernet Sauvignon. Really? And that's like, that's where I'd like to stop wait, our yes. book. Okay, no, no. I Can I know I... I know exactly where you're going with this. Okay, I think. Well, where am I going with this? Well. Uh, no, you you go first. Well, no, I'm just going to say like that just doesn't ring true for me. Like, well, it makes no sense because that's like sense. one of the most popular wines. It, Is that why? Because it's like to her, it's it's like the box wine of red wines. It's too popular, oh. so she wants to have someone be like, I want to. Um, 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 but I mean, it's so bordello. I don't, I don't think it's even trust a man who wants a bordello. That's not a real wine, is it? Yeah. What? Yeah. Bordello is a is a wine grape. I I am calling so much bullshit on this, but I'm it's I'm going to turn out to be wrong, aren't I? Um but it's like Oh, it's Brunello. <laughs> I knew it sounded wrong when I said it, but I was like, I don't know. Brunello. But it's like it's like if you said like never never trust a man who drinks a drinks craft beer like yeah i sort of get but what I'm you're saying but they're like so, it's just so popular like you can't really judge anything about them but the, what made me pause at this is that is that my wife is a sommelier so mm-hmm. i except for the faux pas of calling brunello a bordello just now <laughs> oh you're gonna if you don't <laughs> tell her this I'm, that down. I'm gonna text her please text her um it i would think i would know if wine snobs thought cab was something like beneath them and therefore untrustworthy if that's even something that's so ridiculous to say you can't trust someone who likes a certain varietal right. uh anyway 
Never well, trust- I don't know. What if what if you uh, heard that a guy was like really went crazy for um, uh, Beaujolais Nouveau and was like always lining total up total drip, <laughs> lining up at the wine shop on Beaujolais Nouveau? No, day. total drip. Yeah, <laughs> there. So By that would the way, make more sense to me, though. Speaking of texting your wife, um, listeners will recall. Wait, uh, did we talk about texting my wife? Yes, I said I was going to oh, text, text her, her that yes. you that you called Brunello Bordello, yeah. um, which sounds a lot yeah. more exciting than the Brunello, right? Um, Several times on the show before, like, I've said something that you said, like, uh, I'm going to text your wife and tell her. And <laughs> I never you, do. You said that. So, yeah, I, I recently thought to ask my wife, have you ever gotten a text from <laughs> Becky? She's like, no, not that I can remember. <laughs> I had text. I sent her one text. I'm not going to remember what it was, but I did follow up with her on okay. one thing. Okay, good. But I can't remember what it was. That must have been that day I got in big trouble and didn't know why. And Probably. That's always been my rule, and it's never steered me wrong. Cabernet Sauvignon is for men who have certain ideas about themselves, but not a damn bit of what it takes to back them up. I don't think I that is don't true think at that's all. True, because I mean, I would guess I would conclude um, this guy enjoys drinking wine. This is the whole world of Bordeaux. Yeah, right. right? So never trust anyone who drinks and like Bordeaux jillions of California wines and Bordello yeah. <laughs> and and millions of people in Bordellos drink Brunellos <laughs> all slick and shiny on the outside inside it's just empty promises and pointlessness she's just buying the wrong wines no dreams no heart no grit no soul she's got strong fucking opinions yes. about a ver- wine varietal Wow, this is a good pick. Nothing like the man just who... Like, just like how I plucked that ripe no, Cabernet stop it. So Stop it. <laughs> Nothing like the man who... <laughs> Did you stop. like my, my nope. great plucking no. motion? If, if I could add that to the list of things you never do or say again, I would, but it's hard to, to write that into words the way you were just grasping at a testicle. That is hard, yeah. Nothing, just one. Just one testicle. Nothing like the man who set an impossibly alpha standard for every... Is that like you? You set an impossibly alpha standard, Matthew. Uh... I don't. Yep. There you go. That's there. I don't know. No, <laughs> yeah, no that was the I opposite of an impossibly alpha standard. I know. That's oh, why I'm just okay. laughing. <laughs> uh, nothing like the man who said. You're like. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's why it's funny. <laughs> nothing like the man who said an impossibly. <laughs> Sorry. You're not like. Oh no, that's it's totally me. I beg to differ. Nothing like the man who set an impossibly alpha, sta- alpha standard for every date I'll ever have. Right after he finished playing kickball with my heart. Hmm. Did you ever have anyone ever play Nukem with your heart? Like Duke Nukem? No, Nukem the game. What's that? It's um, it's not volleyball, but you catch the. It's like volleyball, but you catch the ball. And then what happens? You then throw it back over, and someone else catches oh. the ball. It's like volleyball for uh, kids. Oh, it sounds so much more aggressive than volleyball but it's not it's less aggressive i know but yeah. n- n- no i mean by the based on the name oh nukem yeah, right. yeah yeah totally um yeah no i expected this to be like either a video game or, or some dodgeball like, dodge yeah, right? yeah, yeah yeah we did play dodgeball um we played volleyball in gym you but never no- played nukem interesting no i wonder how they spell we played pickleball what's what's that again um pickleball is super fun it's it's like tennis with like a hard plastic ball and uh solid rackets so it's very loud oh it's Nukem, N-U-K-E-M, mm-hmm. or Nukem ball. It's similar to volleyball. You catch and throw it over and then hit it. Catch and th- You catch the ball and throw it over the net rather than hit it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, totally. Tilt your mic up a little bit. Um, okay, back to the book. Welcome to my life in present-day SoCal. 
I'm not sure I'm going to find what I'm looking for out here in the plastic Ken doll lineup of L.A. hotties, but I know Mr. New Money isn't it, not by a Tinder mile. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why I gave him a chance once he ordered his cab with that shallow, overconfident smirk. Okay, wait. Uh, let's get back into this wine thing. Yeah, because this Cause, is totally Because maybe important. if he said, like, give me a cab, that seems kind of douchey. I don't, but I don't uh, know. Not as douchey as a, saying, I'd a like Cabernet a cab sa- No, a uh, cab sav. Ooh, yeah. Okay. I, would, I would definitely not date someone who said, I want a cab sav. Cab, cab sav. Cab sav. Maybe it was those blue eyes, empty as a bottomed out glass, but they reminded me too much of someone. I keep reaching for, I keep reaching for, even though he's, oh, someone I keep reaching for, even though he's forever out of my grasp. Oh. Mr. New Money would have been easy, but I don't do easy. I need more. Okay. Although I wouldn't mind Mr. New Money's sleek Mercedes to come cruising by and rescue me right now. Half well, I mean, a, it's probably parked outside, so that yeah, sounds pretty easy. Totally easy. Half a block. Just half a freaking block around the corner from Scoffet's wine bar to my place. <laughs> Wait, Scoffet. How, how do you spell that? S-K-O-F-E with the accent agu. Scoffet. Scoffet's wine bar. Is that right? Accent yeah. agu. To my place. And I still managed to break a heel. That's the kind of luck I have. Aww. Kenna Burke, human black cat. Have you ever broken a heel and had to walk around in bare feet holding, yes. Your, yes. holding your shoes? Absolutely. That's such an iconic mishap. It is. I don't really have anything else to say about it. <laughs> it is an iconic mishap. Shall we list other iconic mishaps? <laughs> Slipping on a banana peel, <laughs> obviously. Um, uh, Condom falling off. Tripping on a curb. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm done with the game. Sweeping a bunch of stuff off a desk <laughs> and having it break. That was last week. That was last week. It's a choice between walking barefoot on beat-up L.A. sidewalks or limping along in one broken heel. I choose limping, and I regret it by the time I make it up the stairs to my apartment. I kick my shoes off with a little extra spite for the broken one, sending it rocketing across the entryway, and step forward. My aching foot comes down on something cool. Something, something super cool. cool. That, if you stop right there, yeah. it could be so gross. Like like uh-huh. what? Like like spilled aspic? Uh, spilled an eel, aspic. An eel? Uh-huh. Um, a, like- a slice of cucumber? But that would be like good for your skin, foot yeah. skin. But like, what's something like if she's in the dark and she touches something that's cool, uh, slightly cool? Uh huh. Like a, a dead mouse. Ice cold money. Ice cold money. Like dead, a pile. Dead of, mouse is warm. Well, it depends how long it's been dead. Oh, okay. Um, like a, a like a pile Valid. of laundry quarters. Oh, that's so cold. Yeah. Why are they always so cold? I don't know. And why are they just for laundry? <laughs> Because like no, because I never use cash for anything else. <laughs> well, interestingly, it was an envelope. What? I know no, an envelope. So not disappointing. Cool. Our, our, I guess our our game was way better. I guess if it's like one of those window envelopes, the plastic might be, feel kind of cool on your foot. Sticky, maybe. Yeah. I pick it up and flip it over. My name's in the front, neatly handwritten. Oh, like someone slipped it under the door. I get it. Yeah, landlord's letterhead logo in the Uh-oh. upper. Le- landlord's letterhead logo. That was. That's the title of the book, right? In the yeah, right. In the upper landlord's letterhead labia, in the upper left corner. Oh crap! Just another thing I don't want to open tonight. I need something to fortify. Wasn't maybe what? some like like a garrison or a fortress <laughs> or something? Maybe some Beaujolais Nouveau. Uh huh. Wasn't that the whole reason I went out anyway? Not to meet some Cabernet swigging wannabe Casanova. I've been ignoring an email from my publisher all day. Wait, so- I want to know what. Uh, what is the drink he should have ordered to impress her? A bordello. We already talked about it. Oh, sorry. It. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Subject line, re, regarding his royal nuisance. Hmm. Hmm. That's her romance novel. Oh. 
Wait. Mm-hmm. I, She's a romance oh, novelist. But this is not the thing from her landlord. I'm confused. No, this is um, uh, from, her from her publisher. Okay. Uh, uh, envelope from her publisher. Pinch me. I sent the manuscript in over two months ago. <laughs> manuscript? Did I say that? Yeah. Manuscript. <laughs> Nor- <laughs> That's basically what they're saying back uh-huh. to her. <laughs> manuscript. Manuscript? More like manuscript. Normally, I get a response back within weeks. The silence has been deafening, and I'm afraid the email will be damning. Email? Now it's an I email? I think she's holding a, an envelope from her landlord while simultaneously oh, reading an oh. email from her editor. This is this is not clear. Okay, you're right. You're absolutely right. If I'm going to go to author hell, I'll do it on a $5 bottle of pink Moscato. Okay, so she's a judgy bitch. What? She's drinking cheap bubbly... Oh, she just thought he was being too um, uppity by oh, ordering okay. cab. So that's what it, she wants someone who is going to be ordering something more lowbrow. Mm-hmm. Prosecco. Like the uh, bottle of house red. Yeah. Okay, I see. Never trust a girl who drinks barefoot cellars either. Oh, now you're oh. judging cheap wine? Well, she's judging herself. Oh, I see. Oh, you're right. That's what it was. Pink barefoot cellars. She's usually broke and chases her wine with straight up bad luck. I drop mm. myself on the bar stool in front of the kitchen island, pour a glass, and toss it down. Oh, she has a bar stool in her house. Cool. Uh, uppity. <laughs> Courage comes but just in, one. Courage comes in pink fizzy form. Okay, like I'm. Pe- yeah, I'm nervous. Like seltzer. speaking, speaking as someone who got a uh, sales report from my from my uh, publisher a couple days ago that had a big negative number in it. Oh no! Really? Have, have, have you never gotten one of those? I've gotten one where it had a big number and then it subtracted out all the, the buybacks uh-huh. and then it was a much smaller number. Oh, no. But what's this... a negative number? What oh, do you more, mean? more returns than sales. <gasps> oh, I'm sorry. I've, I've gotten this many times. I'm sorry. That's... Okay. F- forget the book. Fuck the book. We, we need to, we need to like- Unpack uh, this? Yeah. Like unpack all the books that you're getting back? <laughs> <laughs> they don't send the fucking <laughs> books back. Well, they do to the publisher. Oh, yes. Yeah. But, but the publisher doesn't then send them to me. No. That would be an actual tragedy. No, it wouldn't be because then you could sell them and make no, money. No, I couldn't. You think I could do a better job of selling them than the publisher? I do a better job sometimes. <laughs> okay, but, but you're good at that sort of thing. Um, that stinks. Um, I don't have any other words for you. It's fine. I mean, the actual reason is like it sold super well the first year. Mm-hmm. And so like... It's never it's never going to sell positive and positive number of copies again, but it sold enough in the first year that that's fine. Okay, well that's a good news. Mm-hmm. Way to turn it around. Thanks. I close my eyes, letting the tingles go to my head until everything feels a little floaty. Sweet distance—that's what I need. That muting layer of mild intoxication that makes everything feel just a little farther away and a little less likely to stab me in the heart. Mm, this sounds healthy. Okay, now for the envelope. Now we're at the envelope. Wait, but she hasn't opened the email yet, but she's starting with the... Oh, God. I know. We're just going back and forth. Can we do these things one at a time, One at a time. Can we actually finish one of our jobs? God. I slit the top with my fingernail, so not in the mood to care about the manicure. Mm. The single sheet of paper spilling out is obviously a form letter. I don't think it really spilled out. No, I don't either. The blue ink swoop of my landlord's name gives it away. So does what's supposed to look like a signature, but it's obviously a rubber stamp smacked on by a tired secretary. A number in the middle of the top paragraph jumps out at me. $2,000. That's barely what they want to. That's what they want to charge me for rent, starting in two weeks, and I can barely manage the eighteen hundred I'm paying now for an mm-hmm. overpriced shoebox of a one-bedroom walk-up. 
Holy shit, I muttered to myself, the grim realization settling in. 2,000 will push me from living on ramen to living in the cardboard box the ramen was packed in. Mm-hmm. Defeat hovers over me like a guillotine. I feel this guillotine <laughs> waiting. Did your rent just go up? Uh, not yet. It's... Aren't you rent controlled here? No. Oh, I thought you were for some reason. Um, Seattle doesn't have rent. No, control. I know. I didn't. I know that doesn't officially, but some landlords are are have made promises about yes, keeping it the ours same. Have not. Oh. Defeat hovers over me like a guillotine waiting to drop, but that thread's not snapping just yet. There's still hope in the email. Oh, maybe, maybe, what's, did we learn the title of the book? I can't remember. Yes. All I need is a solid advance for his royal nuisance. Oh, okay. And I'll be able to handle the rent hike, at least long enough to keep from having to move again after the fifth rent adjustment in two years. I feel you. I mean, you feel her. I top off my glass, take a sip for bravery, unlock my phone, and swipe the email notification, and immediately feel my throat close shut at these horrid first words. Oh, no. We regret to inform you. This is a little too close to home, this book, isn't it? It, it for really us? is. Why, do you, why are you doing this to me? I'm so sorry. It's got a rent hike. It's got, <laughs> and an author rejection. It's got an author rejection. Like, and, and you also hate Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh-huh. Okay. Those bastards don't regret anything at all, not when they go on to list a litany of my faults, calling the book rushed with flat, unrealistic characters, oh, incoherent no. sex, and zero chemistry. And that's where we get to our game. Okay. Because I could not... I had to linger over the fact that she apparently wrote incoherent sex. Uh-huh. And I was like, Matthew, here's our game. Our game is that... Um, we have to write uh, an incoherent sex scene. I mean, if you think about it, like incoherent sex could be good if it means like the sex was so intense that you became incoherent. True, but I Probably don't think that's what, what they meant. What they meant. So I heard that you, which was surprising <laughs> to everyone, like me, you, and all of our listeners, that you didn't actually follow the rules of the game. Well, I don't know if I did because, well, you explain the game. We'll see. I just did explain oh. the game. So you're not a very good listener, so I don't believe that you actually followed the rules. Okay, yeah. The, the rules of the game are to write an incoherent sex scene. Okay. Did you write an incoherent sex scene? I think so. Okay, let's hear it. <clears throat> Touch me right there, Geraldine moaned, pointing to the dial on her oven. I cranked it up to 450, and her oven light went on, blindingly bright, and inside it was red hot and full of those pre-made cookie dough lumps you buy in the refrigerator case at the supermarket. Yes, harder, she continued as the coffee machine roared to life, hissing, dripping, and steaming. She dipped her mop into a bucket of soapy water, (laughs) gave it an agonizingly slow, powerful squeeze, and ran it up and down my supine form until I was soaked head to toe, my flesh merging with the linoleum. Her lips grazed my ear, and she said in a low whisper, I just had my garbage disposal upgraded to three horsepower. Okay, that. Thanks. Was was that an incoherence? Yes. Okay. Also, I, a little bit of like house out, cleaning fantasy. Sure, I couldn't figure out how to uh, like whether incoherent was different from surreal, but I think it was confusing enough okay. that if I were your editor, I'd say that was kind of an incoherent sex scene. I um, didn't really know what was fully going on. Okay, let's hear yours. Okay, Jason Plack. Hot alpha male straddles my arm and reaches down with his tongue. I feel the wetness before I realize what's happening, and then I can't be denied. His majestic specimen tickles my ankle, (laughs) and I reach out for it with my right foot. He He shifts to his right, lifting his sweater over my hip. Lift his sweater. Oh my god, I'm laughing. <laughs> I was crying last night writing this. He lifts his sweater over my hip. Waves of pleasure ripple my spine. I reach for my glass of Fanta. 
So would you call that? When that co- guy ordered that Fanta, <laughs> I was like, no way. I also wanted to write a book with a character named Jackson Plack. I like it a lot. Jackson yeah. Plack. I wrote a second one. Oh, good. Why don't you show me why they call you Dick, murmured Calpurnia. <laughs> Calpurnia? Cal- Calpurnia. Oh, Calpurnia. You got it, little lady. He went into the bedroom, her eyes following his tight ass. When he came out, he was holding a manila file folder. You see, right here, he opened the folder and the birth certificate inside <laughs> read Richard Prescott McNutt. <laughs> so disappointing, McNutt. <laughs> Dick for short. Calpurnia shuddered, a bone-deep tremor that went all the way to her core. Y'all right there, hun? said Dick. Fine, she stammered. Do you by any chance have a copy of your federal tax return? Mm. <laughs> I wouldn't call that so much incoherent as incredibly disappointing. Yeah, true. <laughs> Because I'm, you know, you're all ready for a sex scene, and you you just get yeah. tax forms. But mm-hmm. but uh, your first one though, I almost okay. want you to read your yeah. first one again. The first one was brills, <laughs> totes brills. Um, all right, do we have to go back to the book? I guess. How much time do we have? Uh, nine minutes. All right, here we go. I guess it's not enough to stick the dagger in my gut. They have to twist it too. That's Mission- an incoherent sex scene it, right it, there. It sure is. Mission accomplished because I can't even breathe. Yes, I know I forced the book. But I thought I'd be doing this long enough that I had it in the bag. Well, obviously you haven't been doing it long enough if you oh, think you had it in the bag. Because still, we know yeah, you can oh, never have it in the bag. this still hurts. And could at least rely on experience to push me through. I haven't been shot down like this since I was a baby author sending my first query letters. Another brutal sign I'm off my game. Mojo, lost. Everything's a disaster. And that disaster's name is McKenna Burke. Mm. I'm ready to chuck my phone across the room when it buzzes in my palm. Oh, maybe it's that guy from the bar. My brother's name popped... Nope. From the other book? <laughs> was that the other book? Yes. <laughs> no, wait, what, where where was she drinking with, with uh, Cabernet, dude? It was not at a bar? Uh, <laughs> it, it's not important. Never mind. Nope. Oh, maybe she was. You're right. Maybe she was. Well, because, yeah, because yeah, yeah. she was like half yeah, a block yeah. away. Right, right, from, right. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. My bad. Apology accepted. <laughs> I'm ready to chuck my phone across the room when it buzzes in my palm. My brother's name pops up on the screen with the same cheesy, cheerful, selfie grin I'd set for his icon. Wee! Wee! Steve, not now. Bad, bad timing. I almost hang up. My head throbs. My heart hurts. And I don't know if I can stand someone else being happy right now while I'm so miserable. Yeah, but I, I hear could, you, sister. But I could use a little human connection, too, in one way or another. Steve always makes things right. Mm. I take another <laughs> swip of Moscato, this time straight from the bottle, and then wipe my mouth with a gasp. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> and tap to answer the call. But the gasp is like, <gasps> there we go. Yeah. Hello? It falls from my lips by reflex. Um, the word does? Yeah, that's, I mean. It falls, that's. That's how you answer the phone. That's how you answer a phone. Like, Were you expecting moshi moshi or something? Yeah. When, if, if she said like, fuck off, and it just fell her lips by reflex, that, would, be that sort of, would sort of make sense. But yeah. Okay. When my mouth feels numb and my head is whirling. Hey, sis, Steve says, perky as ever. With the way I feel right now, it's like being dead and hearing voices from the living. Fuck you, perky Steve. Fuck you, perky Steve. Did you get my email? Email? What? I I blink vacantly and pull my phone away for a second. Oh, hell. There's like 10 other emails I ignored, including one from Steve with the subject, Gamma's birthday. But he's still talking, this tinny voice coming from the speaker as I put my phone to my ear again. Sorry, sorry. Just looking now. I just saw it and haven't had a chance to open it. Sorry. No biggie. I was just asking about the card. You know, I hear Gamma is single and she loves guys who are into cabs. Cab salves. (laughs) Cab salves. Card? Gamma's turning 90, remember? Oh, 90. Oh, God. Oh, hell. 
I, I completely forgot. 90's the big one. It is? I guess so. 90's the one where you know you won't have them for another decade, but you hope anyway. <laughs> wow. Not, <And> s- <laughs> not in the case of my grandparents. Or mine. And celebrate like it's not all downhill and scary from there. I'd wanted to pick out something really nice for Gamma's 90th, and yet I've been so wrapped up in my own mess that I completely forgot. Do you think Gamma is short for Gamma Ray? Absolutely. Okay. And bad granddaughter to my growing list of add bad granddaughter to my growing list of faults too. Or in this case, granddaughter. Never it. mind. Uh, bad granddaughter is my new romance novel. Oh, that's it's creepy. Problematic. Problematic. <laughs> Sorry, I mumble. And the next thing I know, the counter is blurry in front of me, and my nostrils are burning, and I can't make heads or tails of anything when everything inside of me is constricting. Is there a gas leak? Is, did she get roofied? Maybe. I'm sorry. I, I, and that's when the tears hit. Oh, she's just got emotional. It's not a gas leak. It's just a tear leak. Snotty, sniffly, ugly cry tears. Are are tears ever pretty? I suppose they can be if they're really delicate and they're just like sort of like wipe a tear away. But no one's good when they're crying. No. Slamming into me like a sledgehammer and coming out on a on a coughing sob. I cover my mouth trying to whimper and another apology. But all that spills out is these wretched, awful sounds. Steve makes a panicked noise. (laughs) 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 Kenna? Ah, Kenna? What's wrong? It's Jesus, sis. It's just a card. You didn't murder anybody. Don't worry. I'll pick one out for you. I did. I did murder somebody. Steve is not. (laughs) Then what's going on, baby sister? His voice softens, calming, soothing. Come on, Kenna. Talk to me. Let it out. I take several breaths, quick and deep, trying to get myself under control until I'm not. Finally, I say. I didn't understand one word of that, but I think that was the point. Everything, Steve, I croak out finally. My publisher just rejected my last novel. My rent's going up. I can't make a single man, meet a single man who isn't like some creepy carbon copy of Ryan Seacrest. I'm so cursed. I might as well be a black cat. My life is shit. It's just shit. And I don't know what to do. The last part is a wail that makes even me cringe, and but Steve takes it all in stride. He always does. He's older than me by a few years, almost thirty. But with his bright cheer, you'd think he was the younger one. Thirty. He doesn't have much time left. No, he's like nearly ninety. He's like a Labrador or Golden Retriever or something. Just scratch behind his ears, and his world is all good. And if you're hurt, he comes running. Hmm. You're not cursed, he says, with more confidence than I could ever muster. You're going to be fine. Everyone has bad streaks. The important thing is to make a plan and get through it. You're great at planning, remember? Right. I hate Steve. I hate Steve. Right. I'm just fabulous. Last time I planned a family vacation, we ended up sleeping in a stable in Nepal with goats, remember? <laughs> Wait, sleeping in a stable where with goats? In Nepal. In Nepal. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. That was an Airbnb mix-up, not yours, he laughs. Look, sis, you need to recharge your batteries before you write your next book, so why not stop worrying about rent and get away to the beach? Wh- uh, what? Uh, okay, why don't you pay for yeah, me to go to the beach, uh-huh. asshole? I snort. Sure, I have to beach bunny lying around. I'll just live on my wealthy rich kid trust fund for a few months. Okay, smartass, he teases gently, but I'm serious. I know a place you can hang out. Look, it's just a few hours north of L.A., like 20 minutes north of the bay in Sausalito. You can drive there in less than a day. An old friend has this place in the beach where you can stay in the guest house rent-free. Wow, why didn't he tell her this sooner? Sooner. I tilt yeah, my... if anybody, listeners, if anyone out there has a free beach cabin for me, I don't want you to wait until I'm in crisis. I want to know now. And, and Matthew and I can go together and we can be shroomates. Wait, was that the last episode? I, it was probably, I don't remember. I think it was the last episode. We're going to do shrooms together but, for the first time? But also, time? like, gonna I kinda, I'm going to kind of need some space. Oh, really? The, you're you're going to get our listeners to offer up a free cabin and you're going to get it? I didn't realize you were listening. That's fair. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, yes, we can share we can share the imaginary beach cabin. Okay. I tilt my head, eyeballing the bottle of Moscato. It's calling me. But McKenna, <laughs> McKenna. Come, come drink my bubbles. It's calling me, but I'm trying to resist its lure. It won't help me. I'll help you. <laughs> Steve, on the other hand. I'm a beach cabin in a bottle. <laughs> I will give you a book deal and lay you at the same time. Uh-huh. No such thing as rent-free, I tell him. What's the catch? She's a oh. cynical lady, isn't she? Nah, no catch. Friends helping friends. That's all. You remember Landon, right? My best friend? How we were always over at his place when mom and dad were traveling? Oh, and I bet he's hot. Right. I remember. I remember hard enough to drop a stone on my heart. The bottle of Moscato suddenly in my hand like a woman dying of thirst while I take a deep swig. Mm. Holy hell. Landon Strauss. I could live 10 more lifetimes and I'd never ever forget that name. Nope. I say as soon as I swallow. Well, wait, well, Sorry, what was his name again? Landon Strauss. Okay. You need to live 15 more uh-huh. lifetimes, apparently. He's just a dark memory. But wasn't it that memory of blue eyes and how starry-eyed he made me feel that led to a completely foolish decision tonight? Wait. Um, what? What did he have to do? Never mind. What? I don't care. <laughs> It'll be explained later Way in past the book. We, yeah. we have read. Once upon a time, actually, I had the worst crush on Landon Strauss. Yeah, so I want to clarify to listeners, it doesn't have to be a beach cabin. It can be like a pied-à-terre, if you have like a, a little place in Paris that you're not using, or... Did you say pied-à-terre? Yeah. Pied-à-terre, that's like a walk-up? Um, I, th- <laughs> I think a pied-à-terre is, is like, is like if, if you feel like earth. you live on a country estate, but it's your place in town. But literally, it doesn't mean foot of earth? Uh, foot on earth. Foot on earth. Oh, interesting. Um, so yeah, so that would be fine too. What other kinds of properties would be, we, we'd be interested in? Um, you would If be. you also just wanted to cut us a check. Oh, that's lieu- asking far too much. I think that they could get us to a private island mm-hmm. on a private jet. Okay. Um, two separate cottages because Matthew doesn't like to share space with me apparently. And yeah. yeah and I don't know. I mean, you don't get you don't get things unless you ask for them. That's exactly right. The secret. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or even if just like a ride on your private jet. By the way, can I just um, yeah, finish this damn book and tell you about a, a class I taught the other night? Mm-hmm. I was teaching a private class, and it was uh, uh, to a group of accountants. <laughs> it sounded pretty hot when you said private class, and yeah. then it didn't. And then it didn't. They didn't seem to get too excited about the class, although I'm sure they all had a really <laughs> great time. But it seemed to be that it was like a, a team building kind of class, mm-hmm. and everyone knew each other, but yet they all seemed like they were sitting in their own silos of like isolation and loneliness. They didn't really do much. Is there going to be a happy ending to this story? There's going to be a happy ending okay. to my story. Yeah. Um, no, uh, they... Um, got excited only at one point, which is when I started talking about how you have to take multiple temperatures and take the average, and then they got into a long discussion about standard deviation. Nice. They were smiling. They were interacting. It was amazing. These sound like my people. Yeah. Also, I would have made a bunch of jokes about figures. Okay, then. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, anyway, that's, um, that's it. So what are we doing next time? Next time, we're doing a book called Laid Bare by Lauren Dane. I sense a double entendre. Mm, no, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> Laid Bare by Lauren Dane. Dane. All right. Uh, you can find us at lookinsidethisbookclub.com, uh, a website that isn't useful, except uh, we'll put a link there to tickets for our live show, if there yes. are any left, which there may or may not be. Okay. Uh, or you can go directly to litbc.brownpapertickets.com. That show is on October 3rd, 3rd in Seattle. 
Uh, you can find us at facebook.com slash lookinsidetbc. First try. Um, Good job. Which this week stands for Look Inside. I forget everything that happened in the book. Do um, you? Look inside this... Um, the, this book contract. Yes. Nice. <laughs> See you next time. See you next time. We're going to be talking about wine in this episode. Oh, okay. Which is something we haven't dealt with, but... Um, <laughs> well, you made it sound like this is like a really serious topic yeah, that we yeah. haven't gotten into before. Yeah, wine. No, wine.